Welcome to the Queer Fitness Podcast. I'm your host, Elise, and each week I'll be interviewing a queer person about their experiences in fitness and sports. This week, I talked to powerlifter Ryan Franklin from the UK. This episode of the Queer Fitness Podcast is sponsored by our Patreon. For just $1 a month, you too could become a patron of the show and get access to bonus content. The Queer Fitness Podcast is co-produced by Eden Robinson, and many thanks to our newest patron, Sarah Toothman. Could you introduce yourself, uh, your name, your queer identity, or any other identifying words about yourself? Uh, yeah, so uh, my name is Ryan, and I am, I suppose I call myself a trans-masculine guy. Um, any other words about you? Um, maybe hobbies, or what you're doing? You're, you said you're a student. Yeah, yeah, so um, I'm a physiotherapy student. I've just started, um, I'm in my kind of fourth week of my first year. It's all very new. Um, I am... I suppose I call myself an amateur powerlifter. That's cool. And uh, I run, just started running a powerlifting group for queer people um, on Saturdays. So we just had a second session this week, just gone. That's really cool. Uh, just so I'm clear, what pronouns do you prefer? He, him, usually. Okay. What about yourself? She, her, yes. How did you get started with powerlifting? Yeah, uh, so I probably, uh, so I started just going to the gym and trying to build a bit of muscle um, four years ago, I think it was. Sure. Uh, so I had I decided to stop drinking and go healthy and stuff. Um, and I that meant I had a bit more money because I was working full time. Um, so my, I ended up going to see a personal trainer who ended up being... Ksenia, who's my friend who we ended up doing the Outlift Club with, but we kind of didn't know anything about each other at the time. We didn't even know each other was queer or anything. So uh, we trained together maybe for a year and a half, and then uh, then we made friends and started just kind of going to the gym anyway and uh, just kind of stumbled across powerlifting I can't even remember what it was but I think they came to me one day and was like do you want to try this and I was like what that's ridiculous and then got really obsessed with it um yeah (laughs) and then found um this so I don't know if you've seen it it's the LGBT powerlifting championship I have not tell me more uh okay so it's basic it's only three years old but it's run by some uh queer powerlifters who were just kind of kicking ass on the world stage anyway they were just winning world championships and stuff and yeah there were many of them and they were like oh we need to give back and support others so they put on the yeah the lgbt powerlifting championships and it's kind of grown each year i i've lifted in it two years in a row That's but really it's really cool. cool yeah it's really it's really good because there's um there's gender neutral category so i lift in that um powerlifting as of any sport it's really gendered most of the time um you kind of have to pick a side 
<laughs> if you kind of if you don't feel comfortable with that, you just have to go on with it. But um, yeah, they're really good there. Um, they, it's, I think, it's, I don't think it's not led fully by trans people, but there's like uh, one or two trans lifters in there who have helped to inform that side of things, and it, it made a big difference to me actually. So I went along to a workshop originally, and. Uh, they, they kind of pushed me a bit more and just said, come come uh, apply to be at the competition. Yeah. And it's really good because you, you, they welcome anyone. There's no kind of qualifying total. So I'm not really that strong in by powerlifting standards, but I, I'm just really obsessed with that and that's all they care about. Right. Well, and one of the things that I've found, even in the couple of interviews that I've already done, is that with sports being so gendered, there isn't even a place for LGBT or just trans people to fit in. And it's so cool that the gender non-conforming category exists, right? Yeah, it's really <laughs> lush. Uh, it's it's really unique, to be honest. I feel really lucky that we have it in the UK as well, because I think, like, for example, in the US, um, the sport has had a lot of a spotlight on it lately. Like, I think US... I don't know exactly the tip. I think it's USA powerlifting. Yeah. Really horrible and transphobic and like banned anything, even people that are mildly kind of not transphobic, they've banned them from taking part. And it's just, it seems really awful. So I I feel lucky that we've got a a platform over here. It's really nice. Did you grow up doing sports? You said you made a change like four or five years ago, but. Were you active as a kid or anything? Uh, kind of on and off. So I really hated PE at school. Uh, you know, uh, I don't know if you call that. But yeah. yeah, yeah, physical yeah. education. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah uh, because it was just always full of mean kids and I really didn't want to get changed and all that kind of stuff. But um, I got into running, I think, and never really settled with it. Had had loads of issues with body image um and yeah sports just felt really uh, yeah and also struggled a little bit with eating disorder type stuff so sports always felt a lot about losing weight and all that kind of stuff and but I think the good thing about lifting especially powerlifting is it's entirely focused on what you can lift no one cares what you look like it's or like how how much fat body fat you've got or anything like right. that. it's nothing to do and um, so I think that's been a really powerful thing for me as well um as a, a trans person or as someone who has struggled with kind of body image issues in any sense yeah is there an impact that your um your change in physical activity has had on your transition or your body image now as you're um, more physically active or doing powerlifting or weightlifting? Um, yeah, it's been really powerful. Um, it's kind of given me a big focus. And like I said, it's it's like the first time physical activity has had nothing to do with um really what I looked like but kind of by default it built muscle because right. it was like st- strength training so it's going to do it anyway but it's kind of a really beautiful side effect if you know what I mean um it's been really good for my mental health um 
and I think uh, it's really early days for the Outlift group, but that's been really amazing. Like Ksenia and I have been working on that for the. I think we first had the idea about a year ago, and we've slowly been chipping away at um, getting it set up. I don't know if you know much about how. I I, I did see the Instagram for the Outlift group. Keep keep going. <laughs> It's just because um, it's been a big part of like feeling good around it because I was really aware that I the one of the reasons I was able to get into lifting because obviously you have to have to be safe you need expertise around you and I had the cash flow for that for a time if you know what I mean right and so and and I'm I'm really acutely aware that a lot of queer trans people etc don't have that for 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 various reasons um employability is quite low and um not employability employment rates are quite low um so uh I wanted to make it accessible and as cheap as possible and things like that and that's not the only barrier obviously we've got um fear of gyms for various reasons so anyway um I think working on that project and having the knowledge and skills and contacts to work on that project has been really awesome for me as well. It's, it, I've really enjoyed being able to give back and see the positives that it, it brings to people in the community. So th- that side of it has been really cool. Too. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you're doing organized lifting sessions on Saturdays, you said? Yeah, uh, so we uh, we've got a coach. We applied for some money so that we could get a, a kind of strength and conditioning coach. So Ksenia is a personal trainer, but there's kind of different expertise to sure. a strength and conditioning coach. It just means that they they solely focus on that that side of things. Um, and because we we just wanted it to be as safe as possible, so uh, we've got our guy Alex in. Um, and it's been really oversubscribed, actually. We've got maybe 35 people signed up to the class, and we've only got spaces for maybe 20. That's awesome. It's really cool, but it's also sad that we had to, at times, turn some people away. So we're, we're looking at ways that we can expand it and get more equipment and things like that. Right, but. yeah. That's really cool. So could you talk about some of your best experiences you've had as in the past couple of years with powerlifting like what have your been, have what have been your happiest or favorite moments yeah uh, definitely my favorite moments powerlifting have been um the two big lgbt international competitions i did so uh, one of them was in london um that was my probably my first proper competition in powerlifting and that was just such an amazing experience because there was loads of kind of people that have been in the sport for a long time and been to massive international competitions and it was just really amazing to be around them and learn from them but also I had no idea what I was doing I realized that <laughs> like, I was almost like wow I probably shouldn't be here but also oh well <laughs> I've, <laughs> I've kind of got the guts it's, you know when you kind of don't know what you don't know right and then you turn yeah you're like oh okay (laughs) wow um but luckily at that competition uh a a guy who I kind of knew friend of a friend had just come along to watch and he 
I, he probably felt a bit sorry for me and he uh he decided that he wanted to help me out with um with programming and, and coaching and stuff so he lives in London I live in Leeds they're like two hours away yeah. we don't really see each other often but pretty much every single week he sends me a new program and checks on my progress and stuff and he's been competing in powerlifting for for many years he he's he's really good so so that was really positive as well <laughs> yeah you got a good coach yeah. and a friend out of it yeah yeah really blessed really blessed um i hope he gets stuff out of it i think he enjoys seeing me progress and stuff like that i think yeah. it's, it's a positive experience for him as well yeah so you mentioned that you feel like you're not um lifting as heavy as or something you said something similar like that you that you felt like I'm not very strong right so, yeah something like oh, that yeah. how do you feel in um somebody who has transitioned um that you don't really fit into the 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 weight classes for either gender and that you're yeah. the sport that you're in even though the LGBT um international competition has your category that there are sort of these defined um, markers for both genders. Do you, do you understand yeah, what I, yeah. the kind of question yeah. I'm asking? Yeah, no, I do. I think I you mean. It was just correct me if I'm saying the sure. wrong. Thing. But um, so I have actually competed in the in the the men's of okay. a competition before. It was like in a novice, so like beginner one in London, and uh, that was completely terrifying actually <laughs> like it it I felt like everyone was so nice no one made no one did anything on purpose to make me feel weird but uh it's it, it's it was really yeah really intimidating and I I definitely have got quite some way to go like I've been on testosterone maybe more than a year now but I've got some way to go to kind of build up my strength to fit in you might say in like a, a, if I was to compete in a men's category or not feel really really self-conscious right. in terms of my levels um I actually don't have any issue with competing in the men's but that's my biggest issue right uh, the, the other reason I think is in the UK even though there is federations that you can compete in like if you're trans like as a trans guy a lot of federations sorry as a trans guy that's on hormones there's a lot of federations that would just say no you're not allowed because you're on steroids even though there's zero evidence that what I'm taking gives me any advantage whatsoever men but they see that as like whether it's transphobic or just shit ignorance or whatever, they they don't like it, so they don't allow it, or there's not provision for it. So the only options I really have are in federations which are in quotation untested, which basically means everyone's using something. So yeah. I basically against cis men who are on steroids. Yeah, I read which... some about the like. <laughs> the divisions between all of the federations yeah. and that there are these untested and tested federations yeah, yeah. But that's oh that's so interesting I didn't even realize that, that would be the case yeah it's good in a lot of senses because I think there's lots of sports where they walk around everyone walks around pretending that no one's on anything whereas in lifting they're like yeah we'll just put you in different groups yeah 
<laughs> yeah. So for that reason, it's like extra intimidating because you're like, I'm just a little transport on T3 yeah, and I'm hanging out with these massive guys who are super nice, but right. <laughs> it's just, yeah. It's but they're on, but they're probably on steroids. Yeah. That's, wow. Could you talk like a little bit about the, what you're hoping for in the future from Outlift Leads or Out, Outlift, I guess. Um, I think it would be lots of things, but I think uh, building a nice lifting, not just lifting, but fitness community in Leeds would be really great. Like maybe carving out more of a space for ourselves because the moment we've just got that space on Saturday, but I'm aware of projects in places like Birmingham and um, Manchester in the UK where they have more established spaces Mm -hmm. and even gyms that are kind of, queer spaces I mean that would be a very long-term pipeline plan right something that like that would be really great and it wouldn't just be lifting it'd be like yeah yoga or swimming or whatever but um yeah maybe in the shorter term building a, an established community where people feel comfortable with meeting up and going to the gym together and stuff like that would be really great and oh yeah let's, let's not forget getting people to competitions as well that's that's a big one yeah yeah, I was going to ask you about, like, your comfort level in gyms. Has that – could you talk a little bit whether that's increased or um, anything? Yeah, uh, so I think a lot of the time – I spend a lot of time training on my own. I, I do have training partners like me and Ksenia train together quite a lot as well. Um, but it's – but it, it is quite deeply uncomfortable quite a lot of the time. Like I have to walk in and be in a certain headspace and sometimes I'll have panic attacks and for various reasons, like I have to, I don't use changing rooms in gyms because I just, I don't feel comfortable with that. And I guess even just the energy in there, it's hard, I mean, a lot most people probably know what I mean like if you go into the average weight room I know a lot of women I speak to don't feel comfortable going stepping foot in weight rooms um so it's not just queer people in general yeah, I think yeah. Yeah, a lot most people that just aren't cis men probably um but yeah I I have I have to really battle with myself to get in there but I love it so much and I, I thrive off the actual training so much that it's worth it um it kind of I think it does get easier with practice (laughs) but um I think I have like Ksenia and I have been so particular about what we we wanted out of this group and I think that that's because we both know um what the barriers are because we experience them as well we just push through them because we're obsessed you know what I mean but that's why we with the outlift group we are in a totally private space um we've been really lucky to get this private space in the gym no one's there um we've got totally private changing rooms so there's no one walking in when we're running sessions that's really nice yeah so nice like (laughs) um and it I think even just we're kind of two three weeks in and 
I've had a few moments outside of that space and being like, oh my God, you know, when you realize, you don't realize how, how much you've missed something from your life until you get it and you're like, I want it all the time now. <laughs> so I've had a few moments in the gym where I'm like, man, but yeah, it's um, baby steps. Yeah. Uh, could we play a game of trivia and I'll ask you some questions about powerlifting and LGBT UK focused history? Could I do that? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's, uh, yeah, probably be terrible. But okay, yeah, that's sure, that's fine. Yeah. It's okay if you get them all wrong. That's totally fun. I'll alternate between powerlifting and LGBT questions. Okay. What year was the first genuine powerlift powerlifting meet, and where? Uh, it's probably the US somewhere. Yeah, uh, and probably like. 1963 or something like that so you're really close that's 1964 in york pennsylvania yeah um okay and then in lgbt history when were the last two englishmen hanged for sodomy in the uk <laughs> yeah i know we go from like, like so it was made legal in 66 or 67 but i don't think they were killing people but, i think there was or hanging them even, yeah. Yeah, I don't think they were hanging them then. Uh, it was probably, I was like 1912 or something like that. So that was 1835, and there were two that were hanged in 1835. Oh. Um, and you were That's right, so it was... Bad, but I'm glad it was a very long time ago. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was still illegal until 1967. You were again really close on that date too. When was the first... Uh, World Powerlifting Championship held outside of the USA and where? Uh, it was probably like Bulgaria or something like that. Eastern and what Europe. year? <laughs> um, oh, I don't know, 1979. Uh, so it was 1975 and in Birmingham, UK. Was it? Yeah. Oh, okay. So the first two well, World Championships were held in the US and then the third one was in Birmingham. That was a total guess. <laughs> How many out politicians were there in Parliament in 2017? I'm only asking 2017 because those are the numbers that I have. Is this British Parliament? Yes. Okay. Oh, I don't know. Or just say an estimate. Okay, 10. Sure. There were 45, and that's a world record. What? Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> um, back to powerlifting. What assistance equipment was invented in 1983? Assistance equipment. Oh, I have no idea. Something like resistance bands or something like that. So the bench shirt. Oh. Yeah. Do you right. use any um yeah. assistance I stuff do. like the shirt or the I've read about knee? Covers. Yeah. Yeah. I. Yeah. I use some things like that the bench shirt is like really old school so like uh the equipped lift lifters um they basically squeeze themselves into really tight stuff that's really bouncy and they lift like much much heavier and it looks really hardcore actually but i've never tried it uh that's cool though yeah i use knee sleeves and knee wraps and belts and things like that but bench shirts like next level what is the estimated trans population in the UK? Again, just an estimate or a guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, is it like 10,000? 
No, so it's um, between 300,000 and 500,000 people. Really? Yeah. yeah. Wow. And so LGBT population in the UK is around 7%. Oh, yeah. I think I kind of knew that. I didn't realize there was that many trans people, yeah. though. Yeah. That's quite cool. Um, and with the number of various um, federations, could you name four or five international powerlifting governing bodies of the federations? Four of the federations? Oh, Inter- you, uh, international. IPA. Yeah. Yeah, international powerlifting. Yeah. Um, GPC, so Global Powerlifting Committee. Uh, I think that's all I've got. I only know the IPF and GPC. Sure, I've got a whole list in front of me. Um, <laughs> and it's British powerlifting, but that's not internationally. Right, right. Um, so a couple more majoring, major ones. World Drug-Free Powerlifting Federation. There's oh, yeah. The World, World Powerlifting Congress. Um, and then you had one that you were, one letter, you, ha- you got the Global Power powerlifting committee but there's also the global powerlifting federation yeah yeah um and there's many yeah. others there's one there's a couple for raw this pa- is the one that i oh yeah G- gpc is the one that i have lifted in or like it's done like a novice competition with sorry not not lifted yeah. with them but yeah that's cool uh. so last question and this is lgbt again um in 2019, what percentage of people have received pardons after the 2017 Policing and Crime Act went into effect? And so that act um, allowed people who have sodomy convictions from old laws yeah, to be pardoned. I remember that. I, I don't know how many people. Is it like a couple of thousand? Or, or a percentage of percentage of people. What percentage of people was alive. Sorry. So the question is: What percentage of people have received pardons? Oh, that were were so a lot of people are dead by now, right? Yeah. So I don't know, like one percent. So actually, the the um that act allowed people who had already passed away to have those convictions automatically, uh, but if that, people were still alive, they could not apply. The people, their kids and families, and right? Stuff did it. Um. So actually, less than half of people who applied did not get those sodomy convictions overturned. Oh really? Yeah, and um, I think maybe it was I- it was Northern Ireland specifically. Only like two out of the hundreds only got they them. Up- they did yeah, it. yeah, they, they made did. it this massive thing. Like they were like, oh, yeah, but that's <laughs> but that's uh, very recent news. So it was June of 2019. These articles came out about yeah. people not getting pardons that they were supposed to be allowed. Where can um, people listening find you or outlift leads yeah outlift is on instagram so that's at outlift leads that's because there's another outlift in london actually um and i think on facebook is the same yeah but if you want to follow me so i just like post a load of videos of myself squatting basically <laughs> um i'm at ryan julian one so uh thank you so much for being on the podcast and letting me interview you ask you weird questions no no worries uh thanks thanks for your interest it's i was really surprised but it's really cool this episode of the queer fitness podcast is sponsored by our patreon 
For just $1 a month, you too can become a patron of the show and get access to bonus content. The Queer Fitness Podcast is co-produced by Eden Robinson, and many thanks to our newest patron, Sarah Toothman.